again, everyone, and welcome to Bartow Sports Zone. It's time to get you in the zone this morning with Bartow Sports Zone. I'm your host, Charles Wilson, and I'll be joined today by members of the Bartow Sports Zone team, Alan Sanders and Mike Garcia in the WBHF studios. We also expect to hear from Brad Stevens and Nick Sullivan this week. Jackson Hyde taking the week off. Uh, We'll tell you a little bit more about that a little later on in the show this morning. On today's show, we visit with the two basketball coaches at Adairsville High School, Melissa Winters and Alex Dispro. Plus, we'll spend some time with Georgia Highlands College head baseball coach Dash O'Neill. They uh, get their season underway next week. In the second hour, we'll update you on your local winter sports, discuss the NFL playoffs, and we might even squeeze in a little MLB chat. So stick around for the next couple of hours. We hope you uh, will stay with us and enjoy it. We're glad you're with us this morning. We remind you that we're brought to you in part by Styles Auto Care, Elite Stone Supply, Latitude Blue, uh, St. Angelo's Pizza, Derek Strange, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, First Class Collision Center, Johnny's New York Style Pizza, Wilson Pools, All-Star Roofing, and three-way campers. Time to get today's show started and welcome in our opening guests, the basketball coaches at Adairsville High School, Melissa Winters and Alex Dispro. Good morning, coaches. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Glad to have you guys with us. Welcome to The Zone and Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF. Everyone joining us this morning via our Zoom connection Let's start uh, and just kind of bounce some some uh, topics off each one of you here, Coach Winters. Your team uh, ten and eight on the year, three and seven uh, heading into that Sonorville game uh, this past Tuesday. So now at three and eight, uh, when you were on the show back in December, your team was off to a really great start, and you got off to a fast start in Region Six AAA also. But in that interview. We also talked about the grind of the regular season. What are what are some of the issues that the team has faced during that grind, and how do you get your team back on track heading down the stretch for this final two weeks and a weekend coming up in the regular season? We did get off to a fast start. Um, you know, after Christmas break, that's just that long, hard season. Um, regions play starts. We had some bumps in the road, but our girls are recovering. We've had a little bit of sickness going through, but they're recovering again. Um, we're just keeping it, telling them to keep working, keep pushing, hopefully to get back on track starting tonight up at Lafayette. Yeah, you've got a lot of girls that have played, uh, you know, several years, and uh, it's, but it's a little different situation. You got off to such a good start, um, you know, You've, you've had some difficulty earning those wins in the past, and now you're in a lot of close games. We are, and that's another thing that our girls are having to learn this year. They're in close games, and now they're, learning have to, they're trying to learn how to win them. Um, we've been In the past, we've been down by 20 or 15, 20 going into the fourth quarters. Now we're going in a little bit closer, um, but they're still fighting every single game and giving us opportunities to win at the end. We just want those opportunities a little bit sooner in the game. Of course, Coach Dispro, let's turn to you now. Ten and eight on the year, seven or eleven and eight on the year, seven and four 
in, uh, into tonight's contest at Lafayette, hanging right in there in that uh, three-spot, four-spot in the region behind sixth-ranked Lafayette, who you'll play tonight, still unbeaten on the year, and ninth-ranked LFO, and their only loss was to Lafayette. You got Rockmark, Cahulla Creek, and Murray County. They're kind of nipping at your heels there. Your team also started pretty fast in region play, but has suffered a few stumbles in recent weeks. How does it look for you guys heading down the stretch in these final couple of weeks? Well, most of those teams you mentioned, we still have on the schedule except for Rockmore. We still got LFO. We got Lafayette tonight. The next week, we have a huge week ahead of us with uh, Murray County and Cahula Creek. So there's still a lot of moving to be had. So we're still in front of them. So we know we got to take care of uh, of our business. Uh, sort of that three seed is in our hands if we take care of what we need to do. So um, we just got to. Uh, keep trying to treat every game as a as break it down into quarters, and then we break quarters down into two minute segments. We're just trying to win a game two minutes at a time. Sure, that Lafayette team that you take on tonight, uh, pretty good. Well, they're not bad. They're not bad. I mean, obviously, they're <laughs> by, uh, Aiden Hadaway, who's got you know multiple big time SEC offers, and he chose to go to Ohio because they they promised him he could play right away there, um, and and. You know, we're going to, if you watch college basketball, you're going to see him on TV in a couple of years. Sure. Coach Winters, I believe the way your tournament bracket works, and uh, you guys, please correct me if I'm wrong. The top four teams will have buys, and the bottom five have to work their way through sort of a play in portion of the bracket. Is that correct? Um, yes, sir. That eight, nine slot has to play in, and then they play the six, uh, the, that eight, seven, six, and five. They play right. in. And then, so we're probably going to be looking, if I had to guess today, probably at that five, six slot, knowing what we have uh, left to play. And uh, I guess the other portion of that question, and, and I would, that was the follow-up there. I was going to ask you what are some realistic goals for your team in seeding for that tournament, but you kind of outlined that for us. Now, will the tournament, Coach Winters, will the tournament all be at one side, or is it divided up by rounds? Um, we will play at the number one boys' seed gym. I got you. The boys' and, side this year. And right now, that's kind of narrowed down. If if we were to start right away, it would be Lafayette uh, and LFO in yes, the running sir. for that. And, of course, uh, your boys' team still with a shot to uh, take down those teams ahead of them in the standings, and we'll see how that plays out as we head on down the road. Coach Dispro, uh, a similar type of question for you regarding seating. Uh, you're currently sitting at third with five games left. What's a realistic uh, – opportunity for the tigers well we've still got the two best teams in the region ahead of us um so they're that for simple challenges but then the two teams behind us we also play so um we got to take care of business at a really tough place to play at cool creek we got to take care of business at murray county which would put you in a really really hostile atmosphere um and if we do that then we can start talking about lfo uh and trying to take them down in the final week to try to get a chance at the two seed um and of course, we we pull an upset tonight against a really good late uh, or Lafayette team. Then we can also be in those conversations. But we got to take care of our business and not worry about everyone else in the standings. We just got to win, take care of what's on our schedule, and not worry about everybody else. Sure, Coach Dispro, Coach Winters visiting with us this morning on Bartow Sports Zone. We'll take a quick timeout, and we'll be back with more from the Adairsville basketball coaches.
Wilson Pools has been your swimming pool expert for 55 years. Same name, three generations of the same family. This is Lee. Come by and see us at 109 South Dixie Avenue in Cartersville, the blue beach house with the bright yellow door. Or call us at 770-386-3324 for all your swimming pool needs. Free water testing, weekly service, construction repair. We make swimming easy. It's WilsonPools.com, Wilson Pools on Facebook. Styles Auto Care has earned your trust in Cartersville and Bartow County since 1965, and they promise to respect your vehicle as if it was their own. The collision specialists at Styles will make repairs with speed and efficiency, always with your safety in mind. Styles works with all insurance companies, their work is guaranteed, and they'll communicate with you every step of the way during your repair. Styles Auto Care, 1261 West Avenue, where they can do everything for your vehicle except sell it. Hey guys, here at Johnny's New York Style Pizza, we understand that you have plenty of dining options. That's why we are committed to providing the best service we possibly can, maintaining a family-friendly atmosphere, and providing our customers with the freshest ingredients, including local produce and dough that's made daily. So whether you're looking for a slice, a fresh salad, a New York Style sub, or perhaps a pasta dish, Johnny's Pizza is your place. Stop by and see us. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. We're visiting with the two Adairsville High School basketball coaches this morning, Melissa Winters and Alex Dispro. And Coach Dispro, let's go right back to you uh, as we return to Bartow Sports Zone this morning. Uh, we were talking about your team currently sitting in third with five region games left. You split with Rockmart already, and they're in a I guess a virtual tie with you in that three, four slot right now with the number of losses uh, with games remaining tonight at sixth rank Lafayette and another game remaining against ninth ranked LFO. Uh, the schedule also includes remaining uh, games with Kahala Creek, uh, Murray County and North Murray. Um, I'll ask you again, how favorable is that schedule for hanging in there and grabbing one of those top four spots for a, a buy in the tournament? Um, I think if we can take care of business at Murray County and Cool Creek, I think a three and four is a logistic, uh, you know, a realistic possibility. Uh, we've got to obviously hold serve there. Um, if we want to maintain a, a three or a four, uh, right now us and Rockmore are tied, but I think, uh, as of the standings today, they would have the tie break. Um, and, and, and really that strategically everybody's trying to get that three because then you match up with LFO and we match up with LFO a lot better. They're still really good. Um, uh, but they're good where we're good in, the, in guard play. Uh, so we match up a lot better with them. So we're trying to maintain the three. So if, if we're lucky enough to win the, 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 our first game, we'd be playing LFO for a chance to go to the region championship. If we get the four, then we'll be playing Lafayette in um, the chance to go, if standing stay the same, um, to, to go to the region championship. And we're just trying to fight and give ourselves a chance to, to represent Adairsville at the, in the region championship game. Looking at that current bottom five of the standings there behind you, who's the most dangerous team in the region right now? Uh, Rockmore's playing really well right now. Um, uh, they're not. I guess they're not in the bottom five, but they're playing really well right now. I think they have the talent. This is when they they play together and they play as a team and not as individuals. I think they can beat anybody. Um, as far as that bottom five, uh, Cool Creek. They're really good defensively. They're great in making the game 
just muddy. They, they're great playing in the mud and winning close ball games. You know, they want to win 34 to 32. They don't want to play a, a 65 to 64 game. Uh, and then Murray County has uh, uh, huge advantages at home, and, the, and they're well coached, and I think they have a, a chance to, uh, to, to go on a run there if they get hot from the perimeter. Coach Winters, let's bring you back in here, uh, talk a little bit about the girls' side. Lakeview, Fort Oglethorpe, obviously has a solid team this year. Still unbeaten in region play, 19-1 and overall. Then you've got Murray County and Ringgold. They've been pretty consistent right behind them in the standings. Can either one of those teams knock off LFO come tournament time? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> Murray County, I think, has um, the best shot athletically. But I think historically, Ringgold has the best shot. Um, you know, they're very well coached. Those girls are hard-nosed. They, they're gritty. They play hard all the time. They never give up. I watched them come back the other night from like 15 to win by 12 or something like that. Um, so I think they probably have the best shot historically. Um, but sometimes believing is more power. So Murray County does have a shot um, right there. Turning the focus back to your team, who's been playing well for you as we head down this final two weeks of the regular season? And tell us who's made the biggest strides and improvement since the season started for the Lady Tigers. Um, I think that's definitely one of our seniors. Autumn Henderson has made tremendous improvements. She has finally figured out that she can dominate the, the rebounding game and has been doing that for us. That's been huge. Um Alyssa Winters does the defensive end for us. She can play in any of those spots. She can play anywhere from the one to the four um, defensively and kind of runs that that defense. Yatorian Hale's playing well. She's starting to score a little bit more. Um, and then, um, of course, you know, Haley Styles, she's our main scorer most of the time. She's starting to mature a little bit and be able to play through, through some of those harder physical games. And then Lexi Childers is woken back up for us. She's given us a few points, given us some de- some good defense. Um, and I think that if we can have any of those three girls play well together on any night, we still have the opportunity to beat any of these teams in the regions. Very good. Coach Dispro, similar question. Uh, who's made the biggest strides and improvement for your team? And uh, who's playing well going down the stretch? Well, I, I just want to – uh, take the time to, to gush uh, about my seniors. Uh, obviously, TJ Printup Jr. gets all the headlines. He deserves every bit of it. Um, but he's really worked hard to put himself a, 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 as a headline player. And then Hayden Porch is one of the best shooters in the state. Uh, I saw a Max Preps article the other day where he's ranked in the top 10 in shooting percentage in the whole state in any classification in all of Georgia. Um, so I, it's easy to gush about those two. But two kids I really want to talk about is Trey Winters and Jordan Carson. Uh, Trey Winters, if you had saw him his freshman year, you wouldn't believe the person he is today. I mean, uh, Trey Mitchell, I'm sorry. Um, Trey Mitchell, you wouldn't believe the the, the, the person that he is today and, and how with, with our point guard and Zach Postel going down with an ACL injury, he's really stepped up and, and been a leader. And, and he's really been the heart and soul of our team it has been um, Trey Mitchell. And, and I, I just, I, I don't, you know, sometimes when you, you, you see people that are just uh, – 
crazy in love with each other and they just look at each other and gush and that's the way i, I look at, at, at trey mitchell I, I just his growth he, he's everything right about a daresville basketball uh and then jordan carson is has been giving himself up so much for this team uh, i'll be willing to bet by the end of this, this year he'll be the all-time leading charge taker in a daresville basketball history he takes at least one or two a game he plays great defense he gives himself up on the offensive end uh i have nothing but absolute love for those two kids and they hold a very special place in my heart Real quickly uh, for both of you, as we wrap this up this morning, we've got a little less than uh, of, of 90 seconds remaining. I know your focus is on the remainder of this season, but have you had a chance to consider the region set up for your league coming up in the next two seasons? Coach Dispro, you first. Um, we're, we're losing the Murray County Schools and um, Rock Martin gaining uh, mild stomping grounds, Gordon Lee and um, – uh, Bremen and Ridgeland. So it's going to change the component of it. But I mean, I don't get into the region stuff. You, you got to play who you got to play. And, and we're just going to grind out every single game, no matter who's in front of us. Coach Winters, uh, a look at the new schools coming in. Um, I haven't looked at them, honestly, a whole lot. Um, I'm still trying to finish out this season. I think we have a good opportunity to play in that region, just as I think we have a great opportunity to play in the one we're in. Um, losing those Murray County schools, um, those are just some gritty, grindy teams. Um, so I just, I think that we'll be okay. Very good. Well, coaches, thanks for joining us this morning and good luck with the rest of your season. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for all the coverage. Coach Winters and Coach Dispro of Adairsville will take a break and be back. First Class Collision Center knows when damage occurs to your car or truck, the repair work has to be perfect. Your insurance company may recommend a repair shop, but let First Class give you a no-obligation quote just to make sure your best interests are at the core of the repairs. Specializing in vehicle service, mechanical repairs, body work, and big trucks too, First Class uses all factory equipment for your specific make and model. First Class Collision Center of Cartersville, online at First Class Collision G. St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station is right next door to the Family Fun Center on Alatoona Road. Our award-winning pizza, wings, and all the great food and beverage options are now available at the new bowling center as well. With kids' meals and a full-service bar, St. Angelo's is a great way to enjoy family, friends, or your favorite sports on our huge TVs. Watch for our Pizza of the Month specials on Facebook. That's St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station. Open Tuesday through Sunday online at St. Angelo's. Angelos.com. If you're like most people, your home or business structure is your biggest investment, and your roof is its first defense. When storms are just the natural wear and tear of time create issues for your roof or gutters, call on the licensed and insured pros at All Star Roofing. With free same-day inspections and estimates, contact All Star Roofing at 678-245-9658 or call 770-655-0911 or find us online at allstarroofs.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. I'm your host, Charles Wilson. I'm joined this morning by Alan Sanders and Mike Garcia back in the studio. We expect to hear 
from our other members of the Bartow Sports Zone team a little later on in the next hour. We want to thank Coach Melissa Winters and Coach Alex Dispro of the Adairsville Tigers and Lady Tigers for joining us in that opening half hour this morning. And now we welcome in our third guest of the morning, Coach Dash O'Neill, head baseball coach at Georgia Highlands College. Good morning, Dash. How are you? Good morning, Charles. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing really well and uh, happy to have you back with us again this morning. Uh, welcome to the zone and Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF. Coach, um, I got up this morning. I said, man, we're finally getting some much colder weather, some really cold Arctic air moving into our area. Wow, it must be baseball season. Yeah, it, uh, it never fails to, uh, to to make sure that the uh, temperature drops right before we're about to get on the field and, and, and try to get to work. But uh, I love it. I love it. I mean, I look forward to it. it. It's tough being cold, but exciting to get going. Yeah, my wife and I, we talk about and tell the story quite a bit. Of course, our son played uh, where you did at Columbus State University. Yep. And uh, uh, But he played some in his youth. He played some ice hockey, and we traveled all around the country, all around North America. We were all over Canada uh, chasing him, playing some travel hockey. And uh, we've never been as cold in a hockey rink as we ever were at a college baseball game in February. Oh, yeah, I tell you, we've had some where where it's brutal. And I, you know, I actually played ice hockey growing up, too, so so I can relate with that. You know, you're on the ice, and you're, you're pouring sweat, but you know, you're at least inside of a building. You don't get the wind <laughs> yeah. on you and all that kind of stuff, but uh, it could be pretty bad out there. Yeah, now in your sixth season with uh, Georgia Highlands College, coming off, uh, I guess, one of the very best seasons in the history of that program, 42 wins, six all-conference players, a bunch of new team records, and 10 players moving on to four-year programs. Uh, those accomplishments have to be really satisfying for you. Well, they are. I mean, I think those are just, you know, they're just the results of, of hard work that our players have put in and, and, you know, myself and my staff just trying to establish a culture where guys can thrive and they have a chance to improve. So, um, you know, I really think that 2020 we were on our way to a similar type of season. And last year, I feel like we, we got to kind of fulfill some of the promise that we had when we were 21 and four and they, and they cut it off on us for COVID. Yeah. And that had to be frustrating. That was a, a, an outstanding team. A lot of the same players, obviously, uh, but yep. off to a really great start. Um, I got to tell you before we uh, get to your coaching staff and talk about them in just a moment, uh, as a former head coach and athletic director myself, I, I look at your schedule each year and I marvel at how nice it must be to have so many teams wanting to come visit you. Uh, if I count, if I count it correctly, you're scheduled for a 19 game home homestand to start the season. Yeah, it's one of the uh, one of the wonderful things about playing at a place like Lake Point and, and playing at a turf facility in the South is that um, you know you can get folks that. You know they want to come that they want to come to some place where they know they're not going to get rained out. Um, so it's a blessing. You know it's a blessing for us. We get to play a lot of home games. I think we played 41 in front of the home crowd last year, and, and I think we have 39 this year in front of the home uh, home crowd. Yeah, that's got to be uh, uh, super nice uh, for your players, and uh, you know a lot of them are from the uh, local area. So 
uh, very good for their parents to be able to attend so many of those games and, and you keep a lot of your uh, road trips uh, minimized while you're doing that. We've got a couple of minutes before we have to take this first break. Coach, share with our listeners a little bit about this year's coaching staff. Any coaching changes? Yeah, we, um, you know, Tucker Hughes joined me uh, midseason last year. Uh, he's my assistant uh, in charge of pitching and, and uh, our recruiting coordinator, and he's done a phenomenal job of helping this pitching staff get ready to go. And, and he's also just a tremendous mentor. I mean, he leads by example, uh, just, a, just a good man. And we've also added uh, Todd Cole, um, who is, uh, you know, from the area, he was a uh, an assistant at Alatoona High School and Shorter University before that, um, and has just a long track record in baseball. And he's our volunteer assistant, and um, he, he just he does a tremendous job. I mean, for you know, for somebody in the role that he that he's in, he's he's just you know very detail oriented. He really cares about doing a great job for the players, and, and um, it's been a pleasure to come to work with these two guys every day and and watch them operate and uh and help our players you know be in a position where they can be successful we're visiting with coach dash o'neill the head baseball coach at georgia highlands college we're going to talk about uh when they get their baseball season underway it's very very soon uh, it's just around the corner we'll talk more about this year's club and this year's schedule when we return uh, but right now alan we're going to take our first break in this segment here on Bartow Sports Zone. Proud sponsors of the Elite Athletes of the Month, Elite Stone Supply at Baker Road and US 41 North of Cartersville is your local authorized Husqvarna dealer. See Elite for help with all your landscaping needs or supplies and check out our inventory of mowers, tillers, trimmers, and blowers. Need pine straw, mulch, sand, or topsoil? How about cultured or natural stone? Elite has tons of options and we deliver. Across from Racetrack, just north of Cartersville, on Facebook and at EliteStoneSupply.net. To win in sports, you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you create a game plan for your financial goals. He'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Hey, neighbors, this is Sean again from St. Angelo's Pizza. We're cooking up some hot, delicious pizzas this month, and we'd like to bake one just for you and add a complimentary order of our legendary garlic knots for free. That's right. Bring the family and have a feast all month long. Just mention this ad and tell them Sean sent me. We'll do the cooking, and you can enjoy all the other great things about St. Angelo's. The arcades, bowling, tons of bar specials, and always great service. So see us tonight or pick up something to take home. We're located in Emerson on Alatoona Road next to Lake Point Sports. See you soon. Hi, this is Ivy Jordan. My husband Trey and I invite you to visit us at Latitude Blue under the Church Street Bridge in Cartersville. We are a unique custom design pool builder offering Pebble Tech and Imagine Pools. Latitude Blue has a service department that can service and maintain your swimming pool and spa. We also have a full service retail store stocked with products to increase your outdoor fun. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Latitude Blue, bringing families together one backyard at a time. (laughs) 
Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here along with Alan Sanders and Mike Garcia back in the studio. We're visiting with Dash O'Neill, the head baseball coach at Georgia Highlands College. Uh, you were telling us, Coach, a little bit about your coaching staff before that commercial break. Uh, let's turn now to uh, your roster a little bit. As might be expected at the JUCO level, you have a very Georgia-centric roster, and it appears to have a pretty heavy Cobb County influence. What are some of the key factors in your recruiting as far as uh, uh, who influences the players and how you acquire those players? Well, I think, you know, the, the biggest influence is, number one, that we're having success, and then number two, that – you know, a lot of these guys know each other. So, you know, we reach out and we're obviously looking for the right kind of guys. And, and you know, we're looking to fill our holes and, and go out and get the best players we can get. But, you know, a lot of times we talk to these players and they already know guys that play on our team. And, and, you know, I think if we're doing a good job and we're winning games and our players feel like they're developing and getting better, and they're really our best recruiters because we might, you know, we might talk to a young man that we like a lot as a staff, think we want to bring him in, and, you know, and then we mention his name, and, you know, six or seven guys on the team go, hey, I know that guy. I'm going to give him a call, you know, and, and the next thing you know, you got six or seven guys recruiting that player, and I, I think that's a big part of it, you know, and, and uh, you know, so I, I think that's really the key, and, you know, I think the, the, the fact that we're local is – you know, I don't want to say it's coincidence, but, you know, I don't specifically target people in a certain area. We're just looking for the best ball players. Sure. And we just happen to live in a baseball rich environment. Yeah. And it really is. I, I guess I wanted to uh, further extend that question by asking, asking, you know, simply, do you rely on other area high school coaches, travel ball coaches? Uh, is there a tryout system? Uh, really, what are the specifics on how you get that done? You know, I think it's it's kind of all of the above. Gotcha. You know, obviously when local coaches have somebody, you know, they're really good about, you know, shooting us leads and saying, hey, will you please take a look at this player? Um, you know, travel coaches do exactly the same thing. And then, you know, Tucker Hughes, my, my recruiting guy, I mean, he's out every single day, you know, all summer and, and most of the time in the fall. And he's trying to find guys that, you know, maybe we haven't heard about or maybe we haven't gotten a lead on. So. It's a there's there's a lot of different ways you can get them leads. Tell us a little bit about the difference between uh, the the two year recruiting and the four year recruiting. Do you run into issues where guys go, well, I want to go on to a four year school, or do you have? Uh, is there a group that are like, yeah, I want to give that two years of development a shot at the JUCO level? Yeah, I mean, you get both of those. You get both of those all the time. You know, there's. A lot of players, you know, they, they don't know what junior college baseball is all about. They don't know how good it is. And so, you know, they, you know, they feel like they really need to go to a four-year school or, or, you know, maybe their parents aren't sure, you know, what junior college is. So they, they you know, really influence them. And, and um, you know, so you do get a lot of that. And it's something that, that we have to contend with. And that's just part of the deal. Um, but there's also a lot of players that realize that, you know, this is probably the best launching point for their career and yeah. that they could get to places they could never reach if they had not come to junior college right out of high school. Sure. Development takes place and uh, those uh, 
development spurts take place at a lot of different times in these young men's lives. Coach, yeah. we got about uh, three and a half minutes, four minutes before uh, we have to wrap up this section. So I want to give you a chance to talk about some of your top returning players or top newcomers with the Chargers this year. Start with the bats and the defenders first, the eight position guys, and then we'll get to your pitching staff. Sure. Well, you know, we have four returning starters um, that are outstanding. You know, Connor Todaro hit 435 last year at center field and was a national gold glove winner out there. You know, I, I don't know that there's a better all-around player in the state than he is. Um, I think he could play at any level. David Smith uh, behind the plate was first-team all-conference and led our club in, in all of our power numbers. And um, I think he's a professional prospect. Um, Max Cops in left field is, uh, you know, he's our Netherlander and, and uh, you know, probably the most, the, the premium athlete just in terms of strength and speed and, and size. You know, he, he's, you know, off the charts and all those athleticism categories, um, you know, and uh, and then Ben Olsen, who is our other catcher. And our and our was our starting DH all season, and you know he had over 400 in conference play. So I think those four guys really lead the charge on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, and we rely on their leadership quite a bit. And then on the mound, we've got Connor Perry, who was first team All Conference, back on the mound in the rotation, and Jacob Ryan and Baylor Aiken. You know those three guys, you know, were were anchors for us last year, um, and uh, Ryan Suppa. Uh, is back as our fireman and uh, Chandler Wood, uh, I think, is, has stepped nicely in that closer role. And I think those two guys are going to really bolster our bullpen. So, um, you know, I'm excited about the roster. I think we've got a lot of talented young men here. Coach, we got about a minute left before we have to break for news. Uh, you're in the Georgia Collegiate Athletic Association, six teams in there. Uh, tell us very quickly who, who's got the best roster coming back, and then where do you think you guys fit this to go around? Well, you know, I mean, I don't want to sound arrogant, but we have the best roster coming back, um, you know, and, and I think every team in our league is good. So I, I don't think there's a, a weak link in the chain. Everybody hit over 300 last year as a ball club. It was a very offensive league. And there were 38 guys that were 90-plus you know, that we saw throughout the, you know, throughout the conference schedule. So everybody's good, but I expect us to to be in charge and, and be the front runners this year. Well, Coach, uh, thank you for joining us this morning on Bartow Sports Zone, and best of luck to you. We look forward to following the Chargers all season long. Thank you, Charles. Appreciate you having me on. That's uh, Coach Dash O'Neill of the Georgia Highlands Chargers, the Chargers uh, you can catch them in action starting next week, February the 2nd at Lake Point as they begin a 19-game homestand through February the 26th. Time for a news break here on Bartow Sports Zone, and then we'll be back with our number two of our program. Stick around. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone, brought to you in part by Styles Auto Care, Elite Stone Supply, Latitude Blue, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Derek Strange, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, First Class Collision Center, Johnny's New York Style Pizza, Wilson Pools All-Star Roofing, and Three-Way Campers. And uh, 
Alan and Mike, uh, speaking of three-way campers, Jackson Hyde, our uh, normal regular uh, in the morning uh, segment, the first hour segment, he's off this week. He's at the Atlanta Camping and RV Show at the Atlanta Expo Center. So uh, he had to, some duties down there this this morning, so he couldn't be with us. But uh, three-way campers, they've been with Bartow Sports Zone since its very origins. Well, I can tell you, you know how we go camping. We're, we, we haven't graduated to the uh, hard shell camper or tow behind. We still do the old-fashioned set up a tent, set up a shelter, and just rough it. Yeah, uh, a lot of fun uh, that way, and uh, it's a lot of fun the other way, too, with the luxurious setups as well. Uh, And you can see a little bit of all of that, I guess, at that uh, RV show down there and camping show. I also want to mention, guys, uh, you know, we're very lucky with Bartow Sports Zone. Uh, We want to thank our guests, Melissa Winters, Alex Dispro, and, of course, Dash O'Neill this morning. Uh, All of our coaches locally, very generous with their time. Yeah, no, I think that's a, one of the greatest things about the show, especially that whole first hour, is folks here in Bartow County, if they've got kids in the school system, if they're playing sports, or they're just fans of, you know, the the, the whether it's football, baseball, basketball, they get a chance to hear from the actual coaches uh, responsible for trying to lead these kids forward. Yeah, it's a lot it's a lot of fun to uh, just just keep up and and hear their comments and their position uh, as they move into their season or in the middle of their season whichever the case may be. We'll remind you that next week we have uh, coach Mike Tobin, the head boys basketball coach at Cartersville High School. He'll be in here uh, prior to the final week of the regular season and then we'll also visit with Savannah Sloan. She's the head softball coach at Georgia Highlands. So uh, I really would have liked to have had it in the reverse order with softball in first and then baseball but but there was a problem with that, and the reason we flipped it is because uh, her season starts today. They're at Lake Sumter State College with a doubleheader to start today, uh, the 2022 season. Uh, they'll have eight games under their belt before she visits with us next Friday. It's amazing that we're already uh, to that time of year. That's wild. You know, you made that comment with uh, Coach Dash O'Neill about some of the coldest uh, you've been is watching baseball rather than hockey and having girls that played soccer. Uh, the season soccer star- is already going on, and I can tell you right. that there were plenty of times sitting on on cold aluminum bleachers and snow flurries flying. Yeah, I wanted to be out of the field running because I was freezing my patootie off. <laughs> Yeah, makes you want to walk around rather than just sit there. Uh, we also want to uh, kind of turn our attention to uh, the local sports scene. Uh, we want to say congratulations to Cartersville native Sam Howard. Georgia Southern University announced this week uh, that Sam, now a member of the Pittsburgh Pirates pitching staff, will be inducted into the Georgia Southern Baseball Wall of Fame. That's coming up on February 4th, so that's next week. Congratulations to our own Sam Howard. Also, congratulations to all three of the local high school wrestling teams who had advanced to the state's Final eight for their huge successes last Saturday at the GHSA State Team Duels Championships. Uh, congratulations not only to those wrestlers, but to the coaches, D.L. Koontz at Cass, Ryan Torrance at Adairsville, and Adrian Tramutola at Woodland. Cass won its third state championship in program history. They held off Woodward Academy at the end to win Class 5A. Uh, they built a lead that was enough to win the title with just two bouts remaining as long as they could avoid pins. And it was freshman Kerrig Rowe 
who survived his bout at 170 pounds against a three-time national champion from Woodward Academy to hold off the Colonel's crown. Nick Sullivan has joined us now on the Zoom connection. And Nick, I know you covered that a, a, a lot more closely than uh, me, uh, but we had that on BartosportsZone.com. It was probably interesting to see a team celebration after an individual loss. Yeah, the the juxtaposition there was uh, was definitely unique. Um, as uh, you know, the team was uh, was cheering. You know, an eight to two defeat, basically. But um, but yeah, going into it, you know, knowing the caliber of wrestler that uh, Roe was going against, um, you know, a lot of neutrals would have uh, put their money on on Woodward at that point, and understandable sure. so. Um, uh, but really, um, credit to to him, I mean, he only um, really got on his back maybe twice, and even then, he you know uh, never really was in a compromised position where it looked like he was going to get penned. Um, so, I mean, at, at some point, you kind of chalk it up to he he had a job to do and he did it, and uh, you know that's a that's a team effort all the way across the board. If I've ever hey. seen it. Made for a very exciting finish, and now all three of those teams, along with Cartersville, will now begin focus on the traditional format portion of the season, um, based more on individuals and their respective weight divisions than that dual matchup with the other schools' lineups. We're up on our next timeout here on Bartow Sports Zone. When we come back, we'll talk about the high school basketball region standings as we head into the final, really the final two weeks of the regular season. Stick around. You're listening to Bartow Sports Zone. To win in sports, you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you create a game plan for your financial goal. He'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Welcome back, friends, to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here along with Nick Sullivan, Mike Garcia, Alan Sanders in our studios back at WBHF. Of course, Nick and I are on the Zoom connection. We expect to hear from Brad Stevens a little later on this morning. Let's turn our attention to high school basketball basically uh, this weekend and then two more weeks remaining in the regular season and uh, talk about the region races as they heat up down the stretch. The Cass girls have dropped out of the state's top 10, really, for the first time uh, this season. But let's start uh, with that region in Region 7-5A on the girls' side. Calhoun at 4-1 and one now, along with Blessed Trinity at 4-1. and one. Those two girls' teams are tied atop the region standings heading Heading into tonight's action, Blessed Trinity actually beat Calhoun Tuesday night, 52-34. And then you've got Cass in there at third. They've dropped two straight region games 
uh, or dropped two straight region games following a previous 15-game win streak before they beat Woodland on Tuesday night. Cass is now tied for third in the region with Hiram, also at three and two. Cartersville's at one and four in the region side of the standings and currently in fifth place is uh, our sixth place is Woodland. They're still looking for their first region win. Tonight, it's Woodland at Blessed Trinity. Calhoun plays at Hiram, and Cartersville plays at Cass. And, Nick, uh, I know you've been following this closely. Kind of tell us your perspective on how you see that girl side of the region playing out. Yeah, I mean, uh, despite having dropped those those couple of games that you mentioned, uh, the Cass girls, really still control their own uh, destiny in, in what is a really good, you know, uh, top four in that um, region with Calhoun and, and Blessed Trinity kind of, you know, beating up on each other and Hiram stealing one uh, from Blessed Trinity as well. I mean, really any of those four teams on any given night can can beat each other. I mean, you know, Cass had already proven earlier in the year that they could beat Blessed Trinity and Calhoun. And, you know, those two programs made some adjustments when they got to to see the Colonels again, and we'll see if Burt Jackson and you know and his assistant coaches can make similar adjustments when they go on the road to face Calhoun and uh, Blessed Trinity later in the year. Yeah, tonight begins a second rotation through the region schedule, so everybody gets one more shot at all the other teams in the region beginning tonight in Region 7-5A. We'll talk about the boys' side of that region in just a few minutes, but before we do that, let's uh, glance over at Region 6-3A, with Adairsville at 10 and 9 on the year, 3 and 8 in region play. They've now slipped all the way to seventh place in the nine team league with LFO at 11 and 0 in the region, 19 and 1 overall, ranked number four in class 3A, leading that region, Murray County and Ringgold right behind them. And now Sonoraville, a team that Adairsville beat a couple of times early in the year, uh, has moved up into that fourth position. So, that region kind of shaping up uh, the same way it was uh, almost a year ago, uh, but now uh, with the Adairsville girls uh, needing to turn things around a little bit. They got off to a really fast start in that region and now have struggled just a little bit here in the long grind of that region schedule. On the boys' side, let's uh, first start with Region 7A Private Excel Christian Academy now at 10-10 and 10 on the year, 1-5. and 5. In the region, they did pick up their first region win of the year over Mount Perrin Christian, who is at 4-12 and 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 winless in the region. But they lost this week to second-ranked Christian Heritage at home on Tuesday night and number six, North Cobb Christian, last night. Uh, The Lions of Christian Heritage are at the top of that league standings uh, in a virtual tie with the sixth-ranked North Cobb Christian team. Uh, Both of those teams just have one loss in the region and uh, then Darlington, who is ranked number seven in the state, is at 14 and four. And Walker is the number nine team in the state. So that's a really tough league there for Excel Christian Academy as they try to progress. In Region 6, 3A, Adairsville at 11 and eight, seven and four on the year. They're in third place. We talked to Coach Dispro this morning about his positioning in the region or, or heading into the region tournament. Two weeks from uh, now, they take on Lafayette tonight, who's still undefeated on the year, 19-0, 12-0 in the region. They're number six in class AAA. An LFO is at number nine in the state in class AAA with only one loss, and that one loss coming to Lafayette earlier in the season. Just behind them, 
uh, are just behind Adairsville is Rock Mart. They're just a half game behind in the standings behind the Tigers. And then Cahulla Creek is pretty close. Murray County's pretty close. So things are tightening up in uh, Region 6-3A with just two weeks to go. And then uh, locally here with the three 5A schools in Region 7-5A, surprisingly, it's the Hiram boys that sit atop the region standings through the first five games. The Hornets are 11-8 and eight on the year, but 5-0 and oh in the Region 7-5A. They're the only unbeaten team in the league. Uh, they play Calhoun at home tonight. Calhoun and Blessed Trinity are not far behind. Calhoun is at 12 and 5 on the year, 4 and 1. They currently sit in second place, so those two teams will go head to head tonight. And then they're followed by Blessed Trinity, who's 10 and 10 overall, but 3 and 2 in the region. They're in third place. Cartersville at 9 and 8, 2 and 3 is currently fourth, followed by Cass at 7 and 12, 1 and 4. And then Woodland brings up the rear at 5 and 13 and 0 and 5. Again, Woodland travels to Blessed Trinity tonight. And of course, the big Cass game, uh, they're hosting Cartersville uh, up there in White, Georgia. And then Calhoun is at Hiram. Nick, I'll come back to you one more time. Big rivalry game tonight, and it should be a lot of fun there at Cass High School. Yeah, um, I think uh, on the boys' side in particular, obviously uh, Cass will be looking to, uh, you know, get get some revenge for uh, for the first matchup. And considering some of the ways they shot the ball from deep and end of the free throw line, I would think that you know they've they've got a pretty good chance to, you know, turn it turn it around there. You know, Cartersville obviously be looking to, you know, kind of solidify that fourth spot at least in the region. Try to avoid avoid slipping into a tie with the colonels on on that front but yeah um, yeah we, we were talk, we were talking uh you know before or in a commercial break you and i and it really looks like it's going to come down head to head between those two for that final playoff spot yeah um more than likely that that'll be the case obviously woodland you know is, is trying to throw their hat into the ring there they they they've had a really good um display when they went to cartersville so they would hope to when they get the Canes at home, maybe maybe uh, upset them and you know jump up into that matchup because, like you said, the way things are looking, whoever gets that um, sixth seed is, is going to have a tough matchup in the first round. Absolutely. Well, that's a look at high school basketball locally. When we come back, uh, we'll have uh, a look at the NFL playoffs when we return to Bartow Sports Zone. Hi, this is Ivy Jordan. My husband Trey and I invite you to visit us at Latitude Blue under the Church Street Bridge in Cartersville. We are a unique custom design pool builder offering Pebble Tech and Imagine Pools. Latitude Blue has a service department that can service and maintain your swimming pool and spa. We also have a full service retail store stocked with products to increase your outdoor fun. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Latitude Blue, bringing families together one backyard at a time. Welcome back to Bartos Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here on our Zoom connection with Mike Garcia and Alan Sanders back in our WBHF studios. Nick Sullivan and now Brad Stevens joining us also on the Zoom connection. We want to turn our attention to the NFL playoffs. Gentlemen, uh, last weekend, four walk-off wins 
in the NFL. Every game decided on the game's final play. A lot of fun if you were a couch potato and enjoying the NFL playoffs last weekend. The Bengals won on a last-second field goal, 19-16 to over the Titans. The 49ers did the same thing to the Packers in the snowy conditions at Green Bay, 13-10. to The Rams had a walk-off field goal of their own to beat Tampa Bay. And then the wildest game of the week on Sunday night, the Chiefs scored on the only possession of overtime to beat the Buffalo Bills, 42-36. to I want to bring in Mike Garcia, who has sat patiently with us this morning uh, and let him reflect on last weekend's NFL playoffs. Uh, Mike, a lot of fun with those four walk-off football games last weekend. Yeah, uh, hey, and not often you see see that. And, you, you know, it, it's it's one of those things. Uh, I, I, I wasn't 100% sure when I said the 49ers were going to win that game up in, in Green Bay, but it, they're, they're a tough, gritty team. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're going to be a tough out this weekend too. And then obviously the, the game that everyone's talking about is, is, the, uh, is the Chiefs-Bills, and I'm sure – you know your next question that you were going to pose to everybody is on the is on the overtime and and look if they want to keep the 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 rules the way they are at least have a, a 12 minute intermission because that Bills defense that was put onto the field in overtime was not indicative of how good that defense actually is i mean they were exhausted if the bills would have won the toss uh they would have won and and let me tell you the bills defense is much better than the Chiefs defense. So, you know, if that that if if they actually had a solid overtime period with a 12-minute break to to rest, uh you know, things might have gone a little differently. And and I can't stand the Bills as a Dolphin fan and 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 I and I I felt for them. So, yeah, that brings us uh and and a very good transition there, Mike, uh to that playoff overtime rule and whether or not it needs to be adjusted. Essentially, the Bills Chiefs game uh, was decided by a coin toss, uh, pretty much as you look at it, with two extremely hot offenses pretty much scoring at will at the end of that game Sunday night. It seemed like whoever got the ball first in overtime was kind of destined to score a touchdown and end that game, and the Chiefs did it. There, That's the problem. Therein lies the problem. The NFL overtime rule allows a team to win on the only possession of an overtime if they score a touchdown or if the defense scores a safety. I know that's the other way it can end on a single possession. Not as likely, obviously. If the Chiefs had uh, been held to a field goal, then Buffalo would have at least had one possession in that one. Uh, but give Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs a lot of credit. They they had some great offensive play and had the good fortune of winning that overtime coin toss. They are the rules that exist right now, but it was such a huge letdown to what was such a great game, Brad. Yeah, Charles, and I have to ask the question because I read, you know, on the internet and everywhere else, you know, who likes this rule? Who agrees with this? <laughs> there is not a person on the planet that thinks it's a good idea, including me. I mean, go to the college format or, or do something different. I mean, that's – I think that was such a waste of a great game. I mean, if you're a Bills fan, you're just kicking yourself because you didn't say the right call on the coin toss, you know, or whoever called it. I, you know, it, it was – uh, a, a travesty to let them lose like that after what a great game, one of the best NFL games that anybody's ever seen uh, and one of the most fun 
uh, to end up like that. I just, I can't agree with it. I've never seen anybody say, hey, these NFL overtime rules are great, man. Let's keep it how it is. There's not a single person out there that says that. So they need to make a change. Yeah, 25 points uh, in the final one minute and 54 seconds of that game. There was a four lead four lead changes in that stretch as well. I guarantee you that any neutral fan watching that game Sunday night would have loved to have seen the Bills offense and Josh Allen get at least one more touch of the football in overtime. we got about 30 seconds. Uh, Nick, jump in here real quick. Well, um, I'll put it this way. The – the Chiefs would have been perfectly fine with, um, you know, both teams getting at least one possession because they've been on the the other end. <laughs> yeah, of that's that. exactly right. Um, you know, that if anybody can have empathy for the Bills right now, it is the Chiefs, um, given that you know Tom Brady uh, in Arrowhead uh, the year Patrick Mahomes won the MVP ended their season uh, in the AFC Championship game in similar fashion, and the Chiefs actually after that season proposed a rule change that would have allowed you know, both teams to get at least one possession. So, um, you know, the Chiefs right now are kind of like, well, if the league had listened to us, uh, they, you know, wouldn't be in that situation right now. So um, we'll see if it gets changed this offseason. Yeah, the NFL has a long history of not overreacting or moving slowly on those types of issues. Everybody remembers that uh, the Rams-Saints obvious pass interference play, and the very next year they had a rule where you could challenge pass interference calls, and that went away in just one year's time. So we'll see how it plays out with the NFL. We'll talk more about the NFL playoffs and some more sports topics when we return to Bartow Sports Zone. If you're like most people, your home or business structure is your biggest investment and your roof is its first defense. When storms are just the natural wear and tear of time create issues for your roof or gutters, call on the licensed and insured pros at All Star Roofing. With free same-day inspections and estimates, contact All Star Roofing at 678-245-9658 or call 770-655-0911 or find us online at allstarroofs.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Bartow Sports Zone. We head into this final segment of this week's show. We thank you for joining us here on WBHF and uh, later on on the podcast as well. We're talking the NFL and last weekend's games. We'll look at this weekend's matchups. But before we do that, a quick salute to Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Roth, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he announced his retirement yesterday, 18 seasons and two Super Bowls for Big Ben. Uh, quite a career there. And uh, we even learned how to spell Roethlisberger over that 18-year stretch, Brad. You know, I uh, the, the Steelers, I can't even remember who their quarterback was before him. Do you? Uh, off the top ago? of my head, I could not tell you, no. I really, maybe Mark Brunel or somebody like that. I, I can't even recall. But, uh, yeah, unbelievable to last that long in the NFL. He and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, you know, last of a, a dying breed there. You know, you don't see a lot of guys like that lasting that long. And hopefully some of these great quarterbacks now will last 18 years. But uh, who knows? But uh, you know, an incredible career, two Super Bowl rings. They'll be sad to see him go, that's for sure. 
Conference championship games this Sunday, 3 p.m., the Bengals at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. They're the first team to ever host four straight AFC championship games. The Bengals did beat the Chiefs in Week 17 in Kansas City, 34-31. The Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes have scored 42 points in each of their first two playoff games. Here's the question. Mike Garcia, can that offense maintain that pace and can Joe Burrow and the Bengals keep pace if they do? Well, uh, people have short memories because back in week 17, the Bengals actually defeated the Chiefs. Now, I know the game was in Cincinnati, but, you know, I don't know if anyone's really noticed the Chiefs' defense really isn't that good. Uh, with the exception of, of their two most recent games against the Steelers, uh, even the Broncos have been able to push the Chiefs' defense around so uh, the Bengals have zero pressure on them, none. For the Chiefs, this has been Super Bowl or bust. That that was the expectation that was set a couple years ago when they won it all. The the Bengals are playing with the house money. I wouldn't be shocked if if uh, they they march to their first Super Bowl since '88. Sunday night, six thirty. The San Francisco Forty ers are at the Los Angeles Rams. This is a Uh, a battle of two West Coast teams that have gone at each other as division foes. The Rams are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite, but the 49ers beat the Rams both times during the regular season. In fact, the 49ers have now won six straight against the Rams. Two weeks ago, Matthew Stafford had never won a playoff game, and he now has six touchdowns and no turnovers in two playoff wins. The 49ers play well on the road. They're 8-3 and three on the in road games this year. They run the ball well. They play pretty good defense. Brad, can the 49ers get Stafford out of sync? I don't think so this time, Charles. I think that the Rams, uh, you know, they withstood a huge charge by Tom Brady and company last week and came away with a, a win. They were very lucky. Uh, but I think they learned their lesson. I think Cam Akers – we were talking off there. I think he's doing that scene from the program where the running back had to walk around all week with the football and bring it back to the coach every <laughs> single day without losing it. Uh, so he'll be doing that. Hopefully, Sony Michelle will get some more carries too. I think he might uh, after all that. But uh, Stafford's got a lot of confidence now. He got out of Detroit now, that horrible situation. He's in a good place now where he can, ha- he has some talent around him. Uh, and you see what he can do with it now. He's got playoff wins and touchdowns. And that's, uh, I think that's what's going to make the difference. Uh, you know, the Rams a little bit too. Uh, athletic on offense. I think they come away with a, a, a seven-point win. We've got four quarterbacks left in the playoffs, guys, uh, with longtime superstars Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers now out of the playoffs for this season. Who's the best quarterback remaining? Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll let you go first, Nick. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that it's Jimmy He's got, you know, fewer touchdown passes this postseason than Travis Kelsey. I mean, you know, uh, look, I, I think the the only quarterback with the MVP, you know, on his mantle is, is the best one. Um, but I'll tell you what, um, you know, Matthew Stafford's obviously had, you know, a, a really good year. He kind of had a lull in the middle, but, um, you know, has had some really good performances. Joe Burrow. Um, part of that up and coming um, crop of uh, quarterbacks there in the AFC that could be, uh, you know, could be a fun group, you know, maybe a Brading, Manning, you know, Roethlisberger, Rivers type of situation there with, with some of those guys in the AFC moving forward. But, um, you know, until proven otherwise, I still think that Mahomes is, is the best quarterback and Sunday night proved that. 
Alan, let's give you a word here on the best quarterback remaining in the playoffs. Well, Burrow, know, Mahomes, Stafford, or Garoppolo? You know, Mahomes is the is the is the the go to, but I'm going to pull for the former UGA guy who got out of my Detroit Lions uh, locker room and figured out, oh, when you go to a different culture, you can figure out not only how to win but win big. So I'll actually be pulling for the dark horse here of Stafford. Brad, real quick. I got to go with Mahomes, taking off my dog glasses. Mahomes is the best, unless Stafford wins the Super Bowl. There you go. Well, that'll wrap it up for this week's edition of Bartow Sports Zone. We want to thank everyone for joining us. We want to thank our guests, Melissa Winters and Alex Dispro from Adairsville and Dash O'Neill, the baseball coach at Georgia Highlands College. And we hope everyone will tune back in again next week and be on the lookout for that early week podcast from Barto Sports Zone podcast as well. Until next time, Charles Wilson saying so long for the whole team. We'll see you next week on Barto Sports Zone. Hey guys, here at Johnny's New York Style Pizza, we understand that you have plenty of dining options. That's why we are committed to providing the best service we possibly can, maintaining a family-friendly atmosphere, and providing our customers with the freshest ingredients, including local produce and dough that's made daily. So whether you're looking for a slice, a fresh salad, a New York Style sub, or perhaps a pasta dish, Johnny's Pizza is your place. Stop by and see us.